Hello, you're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast, episode six. In this episode, we're going to be doing just kind of a springtime update. I'm going to be talking a little bit about what we have going on here at our property, some of our gardens, what we've planted, some of our projects for the year, as well as these chickens. Uh, We're going to do an update on all those kinds of things. So this episode is going to be a little bit less structured, a little bit less edited, uh, maybe more of a stream of consciousness, something along those lines. But I hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Stephanie and I'm a wife, mother of three, and the creator of the blog Winging It on the Homestead, where I help modern mothers incorporate simple living and self-sufficiency skills and knowledge into their busy lives. My goal is to help you refocus your life towards what really matters, your family, as well as boost your confidence so you can start being more self-reliant and decrease your dependence on stores and commercial products. Join me as I share with you my appreciation for creating a homemade and homegrown life through gardening, food preservation, cooking from scratch, making your own products, all while keeping it all practical, intentional, and realistic. All right. Hey guys. Okay. So in this episode, we're just going to kind of do a little update. It's probably going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, and like I said in the intro, a little bit more of just stream of consciousness of mine because I'm going to do a little less editing. So I'm just going to talk about kind of what we have going on this year since we are in May. So I've been planting a ton of things. Uh, we also have our chickens and I'm going to give you an update on those. And then we have some other kind of projects going on that I want to talk about. Okay. So To start off with, I'm really motivated and excited this year to get a lot done outside of our house because I'm not in the middle of a pregnancy and my kids, my older kids are at an age where they're able to play and kind of keep each other occupied outside and also at an age where I can kind of get them to help me with with some projects. So it's a lot easier to get some things done. So because of that, I am doing a lot more gardening. We have... Uh, six raised beds that we are doing. We are also tackling this back hill that we have that has been a thorn in my side for years. I finally, we were able to clean that up and uh, utilize that for some actual vegetables, doing some edible gardening in that area. We also have this small, which I guess would be called like a koi pond, you know, like the small fish. We don't have fish though, but um on the side of our house, which is actually two different ponds. It's been a dysfunctional, not functioning for years now. So uh, I want to clean that up, get it just looking really nice and maybe get it working if possible. We also have a patio that I am looking to dress up and make like a rice, really nice uh, seating area with a, just a kind of a store-bought fire pit, but to work on that area. And then I also have a plot of land where we have our strawberry patch, which is looking really good, our blueberries. And what we're also doing in this area is also doing all of our brassicas, which are cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, and broccoli. And in this area, we are utilizing, well, really more experimenting with uh, utilizing different pest control methods because we have always been hit hard with cabbage worms. So I planted quite a few of these plants and I'm kind of testing out uh, doing some 
uh, tunnels, like with, with like, what's it called? Insect netting. So you cover them, the rows with insect netting so that the cabbage worms can't, the cabbage moths can't come and lay their eggs on your cabbage plants. I'm also going to try something called trap plants and repelling plants, where the idea of that is an organic method is to, for a trap plant, plant something. If you're trying to prevent a certain pest in your garden that's attracted to a certain plant, you want to do a trap plant, which is essentially a plant that is even more attractive to that bug so that that will essentially trap the bugs. The bugs will be drawn to that plant instead of your vegetables and kind of sacrifice it for that for that um, purpose. Or you can do a repelling plant. So a lot of herbs like thyme and rosemary, um, maybe some peppermint are really great at repelling certain pests. So that's an option as well. So I'm kind of experimenting with some of that in this area. Uh, we also have our squash and our zucchinis down here, which I have to watch for squash beetles because last year we got hit hard with the squash beetles. If you've ever had a squash plant or a zucchini plant look like it's wilting and then it looks like it's rotting from the stem from the inside out, then you have been hit with squash beetles and it is really hard. Once they're in the stems, it's really hard to get rid of. In fact, it's pretty much impossible. So there's some methods you can do that. In fact, I have a blog post on my blog about how to kind of take care of these pests. So I'm gonna watch really closely for those and do some preventive methods for that. And then I'm also really focusing this year on doing flowers. So I've gotten a lot of flower seeds and I am looking to just really create a nice, variety of flowers all over our property. And our back hill that we've done, this was the hill, and I think I've talked about this in one of the previous episodes. This was a hill right outside our back door that was covered in juniper, and I hated it because I always had to weed it several times a year, and it was just, it was a snake den, snakes were always in it. It was just something that I didn't like to have. And if I wasn't on top of weeding, which most years I was absolutely not, then every time I stepped in outside of my house, it just was like this nagging feeling of having to weed this. So I think things like that, that are just causing a negative feeling in your house. We all have them, rooms, corners of rooms, trouble spots, problem areas that just like bug us every time we walk by them. I think those things are really important to fix and to take care of in order to just maintain a general, you know, positive outlook towards your home and your space and, you know, keeping a inviting and positive feel in your home. So anyways, I don't like having things that are just nagging me like that and that I'm constantly being faced with. This year was the year that I had to do something about it. So we decided to clean it all up, get the, the juniper out, and we're going to utilize it as much as we can for vegetables. So I'm doing a salad garden back there. By that, I mean spinach, bib lettuce, uh, mustard greens, arugula, all kinds of different greens. I'm also going to try doing like cucumbers at the top and try to see if I can trail them down the hill and see how that works. And then I'm trying on the other side, try, I'm trying to do my string beans at the bottom and see if I can trellis them on the way up the hill. So I'm just kind of experimenting in those methods. I've also have a little spot over there that I've put potatoes in, onions, uh, beets, and carrots. I'm doing our root vegetables because that was the least rockiest soil um, that I have found on our property. So for root vegetables, it's really important to use not rocky soil because if your soil is full of rocks, 
you're going to have stunted roots, um, stunted carrots, stunted potatoes, those kinds of things. And then, like I said, lots of herbs, tons of herbs. One of the things I'm really focusing on doing this year is doing a lot of drying and food preservation. So drying herbs is going to be a absolute must. I have to figure out how I'm going to manage that and kind of the logistics around where I'm going to be drying all these herbs. But anyways, I've planted tons of herbs so that I can dry them. And then I would love to have actually dried herbs that I've grown and dried myself in my spice bag pantry. That's the goal. And then another focus is a compost pile. Now we had a compost pile once we had it up in our woods, which was just, which was just kind of at the, at the time, the idea was that it was away from the house. It was somewhere we would just take our compost and we could easily collect uh, brown material, green uh, or leaves from the woods and it would just be a really great option. But we found out that it was just too far away from the house, wasn't using it. And then a tree came, we made it out of cinder blocks and then a tree came and fell on top of it. So we hadn't used it for quite a while. So my plan is to create this compost pile somewhere near our gardening so I can use put our gardening waste in there. So that's gonna happen this year as well. So I'm gonna focus on upping the composting game and then these chickens. So let's talk about these chickens. Uh, as I said in the chicken keeping episode, I just kind of jumped in to doing these chickens. So our chicken coop is done. I have eight chickens and they're patiently waiting to go outside into their coop. The rule of thumb is six to eight weeks before they go out in the coop. Now I don't have full grown adult chickens that might bother them or, or whatever. It would just be another factor in, in how they acclimate outside. So I don't have to worry about that. What you really want to make sure is that they're fully feathered and that they can tolerate the overnight temperatures. I'm not sure that we are at that point right now. We're about five weeks. Most of them are fully feathered. There's a few that probably have another week to go. So I want to, but I want to, I want to get them out as soon as possible. This was one thing that I will admit that I did not think through. And that is that they get large and they smell, which is fine. I'm fine with that in a barn. I'm not fine with that in my foyer. It's a barnyard in my foyer right now. And they're loud. They are loud, loud, loud. And they wake up at five o'clock in the morning. They wake everyone up. Anyway, so what I was trying to do was we had been keeping a heat lamp on them. And I wanted to try to see if I could turn it off and start acclimating them to a lower temperature. When I did that, they were very unhappy. Like they squawk when they're unhappy. And they get kind of like agitated. As soon as I turned that heat lamp back on, they calmed down and they were a lot happier. So I guess they're not ready yet. I'm going to give them another week, maybe another two weeks. And then they're going out to the, the coop. If I had a basement that I could put them in, or if I had a shed or a garage that I could keep heated or a heat lamp on them, it wouldn't be no problem. But we don't. We don't have any of those kind of structures. So they're in my foyer, which is, you know, just how it is right now. If you're interested in getting chickens, I definitely think it's worth it. I think it's a lot of fun. Just maybe think about where you're going to keep them because they grow a lot faster than I thought they would. All right. So what else we got going on? I think that's pretty much it. As far as right now, we're doing a lot of cleaning up. Uh, like I said, the last couple of years, I've not really been focused on too much of the outside. Like I have been, I've been doing a lot of projects, but as far as maintenance and cleanup, there's a lot of areas in our property that is overgrown, needs to be cut back, a lot of pruning, a lot of trimming, hedge trimming, that kind of stuff, a lot of broken fences that we need to fix. So I think the focus is on that as well. One thing that is a must is we have poison ivy like crazy on one of our tree lines, which is concerning to me because the 
the boys play in that area. And if they were to fall in there, they'd be covered in poison ivy. So definitely need to take care of that. That's probably at the top of our list. So that's pretty much it. So I just kind of a little update on what we got going on. I hope that was helpful though, to kind of just give you guys an idea of what we have, what we're working on, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. If you have not already signed up to grab my free ebook, you can go to www.yourdreamgardenguide.com. This garden guide has everything you need to get started growing your own vegetable garden this year. As always, if you have any questions, want gardening advice, or have topic suggestions for the podcast, please email me at info at wingingitonthehomestead.com.